0: Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 150. Open your phone, open your Bible to Psalm 150. It's going to take me a few minutes to get there. And what I want to do is share some things that are on my heart. And this is part of why I give you sermon notes, because I want to go through this first part. I want to go through it um, very passionately, but I want I don't want to I wanna even try to keep myself focused as, as I go through this. So the first whole part, we're gonna be looking at notes and looking at things, and I won't take time to dive in and look at the scriptures that we normally do. I put the scriptures right there in your notes. But there's this element I want to talk to you today about praising the Lord. and Because once we get into uh, ministry time and worship time here in just a little bit, we're going to have, just like always, we're going to have a team of people up here ready to pray for you. But I want you praying for one another. I always want you being open. If God highlights somebody to you, I want you to be open to go pray for one another and go minister one to another. Uh, Sarah talked about the communion. There's communion on, on the tables, and normally on 5th Sundays we take communion together. But today I, what I want you to do is just you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And if there's some people that you want to take communion with, go go grab them and say, let's take communion together. Or maybe you want to take it by yourself. I want you to be open. This I don't want you to enter into the worship time in, in, in a way of thinking like it's a concert, because it's not a concert. It's a time of connection, connecting to the Lord, opening your heart. Uh, and, 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 and we're going to talk about that here in a second, but even connecting to one another. So, so you can come and receive prayer during that time. You can, you can Some of you, it's a big day for some of you. You're being baptized later on, and it's a big deal of what God is doing in this season in your life. And maybe you want some people to pray with you go to them, and, and, and if you have a total stranger come up to you and says they, they feel like they, they want to pray for you, I'd go with it. If they ask for your number, I'd say I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And so I just wanna, want us to dive into this because if the time is near, um, we should be doing this anyways, we should always live with, with a sense of the time is near and that the return of the Lord is at hand. That we should always be living so so that we don't get get deceived and led astray. Because you get lazy in your mindset, you get comfortable in your mindset, you're liable to get deceived. And so what I want to do is is talk about this, and I want to pray into it just real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, by your Holy Spirit, teach us to praise you. Teach this end-time generation to praise you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. First thing I want you to know is that praise is di- directly connected to presence. Now, God's presence is always with us. He's he, once you become born again, he lives within you. So his presence is always there. But you talk about the manifest presence of God or the or the you know the, the miraculous presence of God. He's always with us. His promise is I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So when your feelings of God's presence have left it does not mean God's presence has left. We cannot be led by our feelings. We must be led by our faith. Never allow your feelings to contaminate your faith. Always let your faith lead your feelings. Always. It's, for a believer, it's faith first, feeling second. Always. It's not just, oh, they're playing the right chords, playing the right song, playing the right, oh, I feel, I feel. feel. It's not about feel, it's faith. And so praise and your your ability and your awareness and your, your courage to actually praise the Lord is a direct connection to your ability and your awareness to the presence of God, the functioning presence of God in your life. Some of you feel like God is far from you, but He's not. It's a lie. And the reason it feels so true is because you believe that it's true, but it's not true. And praise is the hinge. Praise is the flip the script. Praise is a thing that will take something that feels, or a time, or a a thing that feels empty, or you feel far from God. Praise is a thing that can switch it over. But some of us are not willing to praise. So you can praise God with singing, but not all singing is praise. And you can pray and not all praise is singing. And so you can, you can decide to praise God according, by His word and according to His spirit, and things can break through and change in your life. And so this scripture right here that I, that I have for you, matter of fact, there's a, a, a teaching I did on we do a midweek Bible study teaching on Tuesday nights. And I don't know, a couple months ago, I did a teaching about seven Hebrew words for praise. And I actually don't remember what I called it. Something about how to praise or something like that. You, you can go look on that, and and it's talking about what what are the biblical expressions that that praise like like seven times in your Bible. Seven there's there's words that in English will will say praise, but it's a different Hebrew word showing a different expression. Like one one word means to shout you know, for victory and just to exclaim loudly. One means to lift hands. One means to bow. There's different words that mean different things. And that in our Bible, it shows up as the word praise. So some of us are comfortable with some forms of praise and we're not comfortable with other forms of praise. And what I want to tell you in Jesus' name is you need to get comfortable. Not putting on a show, but praising the Lord. And so you can go listen to that teaching to find out different biblical expressions of praise. Some of you, some of you are not comfortable lifting your hands in worship and praise to God. Although that's a, that's, that is all through the Bible described as one way to praise the Lord. But you're not comfortable with it. You need to get comfortable with it. Some of you today, will the first day that you lift your hands to Jesus in worship. And you're going to be, you know, it may be a big deal for you. Some of you have told me, you know, how how you've done that and how it's been breakthrough in your life. So the scripture right here in, in Hebrews 13, verse 15, I got it written in the Amplified for you. So through him, therefore, let us, somebody say us. That means all of us, not just one of us. At all times, offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. So so this thing of us, so there's an element of us, not just a me. It's not just like I'm praising in my car or in my shower or just by myself. Those are times that are very meaningful, but there's times that's meaningful when it's us. We come together. Your praise meets my praise as we offer it both up to the Lord. I don't offer my praise to you. You don't offer your praise to me. The praise team is not offering their praise to us. We're not offering our praise to them. Us is offering it to the Lord. We're offering it up to Him, so that means in your circumstances, in the middle of your emotions, in the middle of what's happening in your life, when all things aren't perfect, and everything, and you might even be grumpy, or sitting next to grumpy, all things are not working perfectly in your life, that's a great time to offer praise, because when you get to heaven, everything will be perfect. There'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more sin, there'll be no more shame, and so right now is a time uh, for us to come and say, let's Make the sacrifice of praise as I, as I join, as me joins into we and I turns into us, and we, in the variety of circumstances, begin to lift up praise to his holy name with thanksgiving, thanking him and praising him. That's the sacrifice. We don't have to offer a bull or a ram or or something, we don't have to offer that. We we come and we offer based on, on Christ offering himself for us. Our agreement with that and our faith in that is to come and just bless his holy name and make a sacrifice of praise unto the Lord. And the person who says, I don't feel like it, you've already misunderstood the sermon. Praise the Lord. What a joy. So there's four disruptors of praise that can create distance, circle the word distance between God and us. Four disruptors. There are probably eight or ten I could list, but four I want to talk about today. The first one is distraction. I love what Jim Lewis said one time about the enemy uses weapons of mass distraction. Some of you are distracted right now. we live in a world that's so easily we're so trained by social media and stuff we're so easily distracted and so distraction is one of those first things that begins to you know lead you know squirrel and lead us away we get distracted by so many things so so quickly so easily we get distracted and that's why we need to have a heartbeat that says, I'm going to praise the Lord. And I'm going to put my focus on the Lord and, and kids that are in here. Sunday, on the fifth Sunday, we have kids in here right now. And, and I thank you for you. You're being so good and so awesome. And you're probably today going to teach your parents something about praise. Because I've heard in the classes and everything and that you love to worship and praise the Lord. And, but it's about it's about guarding against distraction because your flesh will be distracted, the enemy wants to use distraction in your life to get your focus off something else. And so distraction is the first thing um, and 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 selfishness can be a distraction, sin can be a distraction. Uh, all these distractions. the second one is disappointment, that there's something that happens that's a disappointment in our heart. It's like a, a kick in the gut. We get this disappointment. You are expecting one thing. You're believing God. You felt like he promised you something. And then the exact opposite shows up. And guys, what I want to tell you, even for those who are being baptized today, that you thought this weekend was going to be a great weekend because you made a decision to follow the Lord and you're doing this and then all hell broke loose in your life between the the time you made the decision and and when you're coming to the weekend, coming to the the service tonight where we're going to baptize, you got all this stuff happening and and you're distracted and disappointed and whatever because stuff is happening and and, uh, powers of darkness are attacking you. Things are flipping all around. It's like, what is going on? See, sometimes when God gives you a word and gives you a promise and he gives you an invitation, you know it's God when hell shows up next. You know it. And that's not time to think, oh, my, oh, what's happening? Oh, my gosh, I believe the wrong thing. No, it's a confidence. It's a confirmation that you believe the right thing. And so that's why praise is so important cuz praise becomes like a weapon when you when you realize that I've caught the ball and I've received this word from God and I'm focused in on God. And so things happen the way, you know, it didn't happen the way I expected and maybe somebody or something disappointed me, but my focus is 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 high and on Jesus, high and lifted up. Before we came out here I prayed, Lord, lift our eyes. Lift our eyes above our circumstances, above the horizon of the stuff that we see. Lift our eyes, let our minds meditate on things above. That we lift our eyes and we look and we see Him. And that even though the enemy is attacking, if the enemy is attacking, the focus is not on the enemy, the focus is on obedience. Because the enemy wants to use that attack to distract you, to get you to disobey God because you felt something. And you think everything has changed because something happened, but nothing has changed even though something happened. Nothing's changed. Matter of fact, nudge your neighbor and say, nothing's changed. He's still Lord. He still called you. He's still going to do it. He's just going to do it in a way that you didn't think he was going to do it. And so that third one is discouragement. See, distraction can lead to disappointment. Disappointments can lead to discouragement. And that's where you just lose courage. It's like your courage tank just had a leak in it and a hole in it. You know, your courage tire goes flat. It's like you did... And now you had courage. You were praising the Lord. I believe. I trust God. We can do this. I believe. And then a couple things happen, and now it's just like, you know... You ever been around those people looking at them and say, Where'd your courage go? Where'd your courage in the Lord go? Well, I just, my feelings. Or, or you know what so-and-so did? Well, yeah, no not matter what so-and-so did. You remember what Jesus did? So-and-so gonna do what so-and-so gonna do, but Jesus done did what Jesus done did. I know that's terrible English. Sarah's mad at me right now, but it's, it's good preaching. Good preaching. So we focus on Him. We keep our mind on Him. We don't let the discouragement... We don't allow discouragement to to take us away from the Lord. And that last one leads to despair, or you could even write the word depression. Despair or depression. And that's when you've gotten... See, all of these, distraction takes you a step away. Disappointments take you another step away. Discouragement takes you even further. And then despair and depression, you are in your functional, relational fellowship and reality with God. You haven't lost your salvation, but it feels like you have. And you begin to question things you wouldn't normally question. And you get really far from God, and you feel like He's the one that moved. See, when it comes to fellowship with the Lord, you're the one that moves down this ladder in a dysfunctional way, but you feel like God is the one that moved. When it happens with fellowship with one another, these things happen in in horizontal relationships, and you're the one that stopped coming to church, but you feel like everybody else left you. When you're the one that left us. I'm going to say something. I don't know if I should say something. Look at the notes. Look at the notes. Because the reason why it bothers me, look at me. Take the passy out of your mouth and put the promise of God back in it. And here's why I get passionate about that. Here's, here's why I get passionate about that, because God has promised you stuff and you know it. And you're not here because you have been distracted, you have been discouraged, you've been disappointed, and you are in despair. So take that nursing little fire out of your mouth. Remember who he is, remember who you are in him. Put the promise of God back in your mouth start pray, come back, start praising God with us and watch what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. Isaiah 61 verse three who got to get through this Isaiah 61 verse 3 it's a great chapter read it on your own it says to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness which that means despair that means depression so when the spirit of heaviness is upon you you got to know that's not from the Lord I'm not going to receive that so what I do receive is what the Lord does through his exchange program by the spirit of God and that that operates by focusing in obedience to the word of God that I'm going to come and he's going to exchange this thing. I'm going to get, I'm going to get this oil of joy and gladness for mourning. And that's what I pray over you guys. I prayed over you this morning. Can't miss you. You're big enough to see you from a mile away. <laughs> I saw you sitting up there today, and that's what I pray for you. That the Holy Spirit, as you choose to worship and praise Him in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your questions, as you choose to praise Him from that valley, that He will exchange. He will, as you begin to trust Him through praise, that is faith based, not feelings based, that you will begin to sense that oil of joy instead of your mourning. And those garments of praise begin to just worship the Lord and just exalt Him instead of walking in heaviness. And if you flip over on your notes, there's four lenses of praise I just wanted to share with you quickly. It's about lenses. Circle that word lenses. It's talking about what you're looking at. And so the first thing when you talk about praise, if you want to praise Him, it's looking at who He is it's not looking at it's not looking at who you are apart from him it's not looking at who you were without him it's not looking at them it's not looking at the world it's not looking at this person this place or this thing it's looking at him if we want to the first way to fix our eyes is to fix them upon jesus we need to see him we need to see him so when it comes to praise, the first thing in praise is seeing Him. I'm praising Him. I'm blessing Him. I'm not praising John Aiken. I'm not praising Face Center. I'm not praising a denomination. I'm not praising a style. I'm not praising a fad. I'm, I'm praising Him. So I've got to get my eyes on Him. I've got to see Him. And here's the thing, to whatever silhouette, first you see him in a silhouette, you see him through a glass darkly, you see him through the fog, and you see him like a silhouette, but the more you praise him, the more you'll see him. You're waiting for him to come into crystal clear, like you've come really far from God, but the way back is to start praising him by looking at him. Put your eyes on him and start praising Him, and, and suddenly uh, it'll end up becoming closer because you'll gravitate more towards Him. The second one is looking back at what He's done. Looking back at what God's done. When you're struggling and you're struggling to praise Him, you don't feel like praising Him, you need to look at Him. The second thing you need to do is look back at what He's done. You need to remember. You need to remember what God has done. And when you can't think of anything in your life, this is why fellowship and life groups and relationships are so important because you can borrow off of what God did for somebody else. You can look at a testimony and say, God, did, and I'm not jealous and I'm not upset. When God blesses somebody, I celebrate. I'm like, Lord, bless their socks off, because you're no respecter of persons, God. So I don't get jealous and, and start worrying about what somebody else is getting this or doing that or whatever. God, bless them. God, I thank you, and I celebrate what you're doing, and I'll borrow that testimony. And then just remembering what the Lord has done in your life that will produce praise to rise up in your life. You remember what he's done. The third one is looking at uh, what he is doing. That's presence. What he's done is past. What he's doing is present. That means, God, I see who you are. I see what you've done. And now, God, help me have eyes to see and perceive what you're doing right now, to perceive what you're doing. Because some of us recognize what other people do. We recognize or what other people are doing. We recognize what the enemy is doing. But do we recognize what the Lord is doing? Let's not waste time talking about what the enemy's doing. Uh, should we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, but always in context to what the Lord is doing. We should stir one another up in that and looking, what, what is God doing in your life? What is he, where, where is He at work in your life? And that's how, what our focus needs to be, looking at what He is doing. See, that, that means He's personally present in my life working. So, Lord, help me to see what a great way entering into a time of prayer and praise is, Lord, help me to see where you're at work in my life. Help me to see the invisible places that I know you're standing and you're at work in my life. See, in my opinion, it's not biblical. I said this the other night. It's not biblical to say God is in control. I don't think that's a biblical statement. People, I know what they mean by it. I know they're, I know they're trying to, I know what they mean. They mean well but it's not an accurate statement. God is not in control. God is in the lead. God is at work, but he's not in control. He's giving you a part. And the reason we get far from God is is not because God is losing his control and he's in control and he failed. The reason we get far from God and get distant from God is because we failed. And we need to choose to say, God, with a heart of praise, I'm going to praise you and I'm going, to start, I'm going to start moving my life back into your presence. He's in the lead. He's at work in your life. So you need, it's like, Holy Spirit, help me to see where you are at work in my life. The last one is looking forward to what he will do. Because what he will do is already done, actually. Actually. What he will do has already been done. It is already finished, even though it's just getting started. Every, the finished work of Christ has already done everything he will do. And that's why you trust him. That I'll follow you, Lord. I'll follow you in this. So here's a few scriptures that I want to share with you. See, because that last one comes out of the promises of God, looking at your promised land, looking and saying, God, I know this is who you are. This is what you've done. This is what you're doing. And here's what you have promised that you will do. Just good stuff when you focus on that and praise him. Verse Psalm 223 3, many of you know this, um, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. What that means is God is a holy God and and he is enthroned. And that, that word enthroned means to literally sit down, to come dwell, to abide, to sit down. So what we do, what we do when we praise, what we do is this. When we begin to praise the Lord and you get over yourself and you get past your insecurities and you forget about I, you start focusing on us and we start praising the lord together not because they're playing our favorite song or because it's our favorite worship team or it's our favorite style it's because it's the, it's our favorite god and we begin to praise him what we do is we create we create a functional now the throne of god is the throne of god he sits upon the throne and there's nothing you can do about that but when you begin to praise him you create a a uh, Mini me throne <laughs> within your heart, where he comes and he sits right here. So he's not only the God of the mountaintop; he can be God in your valley, and he will sit right here because you. He is enthroned on the praises. But if we don't praise, he has nothing to con- sit upon. Your praise, in in a sense, attracts the enthronement and the authority of the throne of God. Your praise. Now, you say, well, Pastor John, you praise the Lord, not just bum off that. No, you can't do that. You can't just bum off the, the Wi-Fi of the worship team. You've got to praise the Lord. You've got to begin to praise Him in this thing. Psalm 34, verse 1 through 3, I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Man, I love that. The psalmist is, is he's going through all kinds of stuff in that chapter and he, he lands on this thing of like, you know, I'm going to praise the Lord at all times. Well, I don't feel like it. Or, it don't, or what about, you know, it doesn't matter what the time is. Because praise goes to someone who is timeless. So it doesn't matter what time we are in, the praise goes, breaks out of time and goes to the timeless one who sits upon the throne. And it's always a good time to praise the Lord. So I want to challenge you to begin to praise Him and, and, and lift Him up and, and magnify Him in these things. And at all times, not just here on Sunday, but driving down the road, walking to what, dealing with whatever you've got to deal with, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord at all times. And I love Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for He is good. For it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. So some of you who don't like to sing, I get it. I don't like to sing. It doesn't bother me that I don't sing well. It just bothers everybody else. doesn't bother me. Some of you, for different reasons, don't feel comfortable singing. Some of you will go sing at a bar in a karaoke thing, but you won't sing in church. You have a courage when it's unto you, but you don't have a courage when it's unto the Lord. And when it needs to happen, you need to get over yourself. You need to quit being insecure. You need to realize that that the me turns into we, and the I turns into us, and we are going to praise the Lord, not just for what God's doing in my life, but what He's doing in everybody else's life in the house. And we're going to bless His holy name. And I'm going to lift my hands not just for my victory, but for the the victory I know He's working in your life. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to bless the Lord, not just for what He's promised me, but for what He's promised you. Because the worship team is not sitting up here doing their songs, and it's just unto them, and they're just like, "Oh Lord," and they're just not—they're—they're about in the room. They have an us factor. They realize that that this is something that is a community and a corporate thing. That really, that really, when the churches of God work that together, even though they may be singing and, and declaring different songs about the Lord, that there's something that happens in a multiplying effect in a city when the people of God have a spirit of praise regardless of your denomination. So we need to praise, praise the Lord on this. And worship team, I want you all to go ahead and come on up. And so let's look at Psalm um, 150. Yeah, Worship team, you come up, give you hope that we're going to do something. Look at Psalm 150. There's so many psalms I could turn to, but look at Psalm 150. I told you take me a little bit to get there, but I am there. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the tremble and the dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise. The Lord. And I just wanted to remind us of, of that element this morning of we are the redeemed of the Lord. How many of you has the Lord forgiven you, redeemed you, and made you new in Christ? Okay, then, then listen. You can raise one hand when I or do that, but in worship, and I'm not saying for the whole time because I know you, you're going to have muscle spasms and all that kind of stuff. But you need to to bless the Lord and praise the Lord. Well, I'm just my personality. Get over your personality. And start praising God. Start blessing Him. See Him for who He is. And I know it's a process to walk in that. But you put your focus on Him. So as we go into this time of pray, uh, prayer and praise, and and here's the deal: for for the rest of this day, for anyone, we're not even going to take up the offering today. There's there's the the, the slot at the back because I just want to praise. I just want I just want to focus in on praising. And I know your offering is a type of, of praise, but for today, you just there's slots out back, but the giving slots, and and that's why we have there as like it can be a, a cushion second plan. So you can go and, 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 and give your tither offering into that. For today, I want, because I, we've talked about praising God by giving the money, but now I want you to give yourself. I want you to give yourself. And I want the prayer team, we have a prayer team people, you come on up and, and Sarah and I, we're going to be down here too. So Sarah, you come on over and prayer team, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Prayer team, come on. Let's go, yeah. Vámonos. Ondalé. And we're going to praise the Lord. If you need to give your life to Christ, you've been running from God, and you know you need to give your life to Christ, you, you come up here. You come up here. And I don't know what's happening today. I don't know where everybody's at. Maybe, maybe it's something, but we need some more people up here. We need some, some of the prayer team people. Yeah, come on up. This is, it's like we're expecting nobody to come. We need, we need to have people up here. There you go. Praise the Lord. And if you, if you find yourself where you feel really far from God, I want you to start praising Him. Start blessing Him. If you have never given your life to Christ or you need to give your life back to Christ, you come and, and you receive prayer. If there's sickness attacking your body, anything that you need prayer for, you come. If you're like, you know what, I wasn't planning on getting baptized, but I need to get baptized, you come up here and you tell them. And then, guys, I want you to be open to minister to one another. If somebody's laid upon your heart, go minister to that person. Don't be scared about that. And let's just let us praise the Lord. Let us magnify his name. Let us weep in his presence. Let us glorify and magnify the Lord. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we turn our hearts to you. And, Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and grow us in praise. And offering up to you the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips. For you reign. You are majesty on high. And there's not anyone higher than you. So help our praise. Glorify your holy name. And may your presence, your power, and your glory fill and touch your people. Set us free as we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come receive prayer. Let's praise the Lord, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.